prepare yourselves for an evening filled with paranormal, special guests, interviews, haunting stories, creatures of the unknown, and tales that will chill you to the bone. Brought to you by the UPRN Network and Pittsburgh Paranormal Society. Take a walk into the night with Sean Jones. Good evening, everybody. This is Sean Kelly into the night on 105.3 New Orleans. How is everybody doing? Um, I'm doing great. Just getting ready for Halloween, you know, and uh, I'm really, really excited. Um, yesterday, last night, well, the show before on Station Prophecy, we had a lady that talked about Halloween, you know, she couldn't stay on too long, so hopefully uh, we'll be able to get her back um, for the two-hour show. And everyone. But I, I want to bring this question up to you. If anybody's out there that wants to leave, you know, come into the comments and, and say something like, Hi, Sean, how are you? Or what's up? Or if you have a question, anything like that, you know, um, put something in the comments. But Halloween is coming up Monday. You know, and uh, I'm really excited. Uh, we're doing something different this year. Um, and what I mean by different is that instead of doing the norm, like passing out like candy bars, okay, you know, we decided to come up and put and uh, give out microwave popcorn. And trust me, microwave popcorn is good. I don't know if y'all y'all eat it out there. You know, leave me a comment in the, in the show. Um, but, yeah, that was something different. I mean, it's easy. You don't, you know, it, just in case if you had a hot day, you know, you know, it, and you're a little kid and you're going around trick-or-treating and getting the candies and it's hot and, you know, and your chocolate melts all over the place. But here with this microwave popcorn stuff, it don't happen, man. It just stays in this nice little packet, and it's ready to go. Um, so that's uh, what we're doing. And uh, where I live, okay, we, we get about 130, 140 kids in two hours. And it's fun. You know, um, my brother, he, um, he dresses up as Friar Tuck <laughs> and passes that. You know, the stuff for the kids, you know, even grown-ups too, you know. Some one year I remember um what we did was um we we passed out like little orange drinks, okay, because it, it was a little warm. And um we could tell that the parents were hurting, they were thirsty, you know, walking around carrying their bags, carrying their children. And what we did was um we would actually, you know, give them orange drink too. No beer, no alcohol, just orange drink. Whatever we were passing out to the kids, we gave to the parents. And which they were really, really appreciative about it. And when my son was growing up, I remember one Halloween, it snowed really, really bad. And I would like to know, um, any, anybody out there, did it snow on Halloween wherever you uh, lived in the past years? You know, um, I know here in Pittsburgh we did, 
Oh, my God, that was a while back. I would have to say, ooh, about 24 years ago, it snowed on Halloween. It was miserable. But, you know, it's funny, you know, it didn't stop the kids from coming out and, you know, doing some trick-or-treat. But everyone had, like, uh, winter coats on <laughs> and gloves over their costumes. That, that was pretty cool. Um, it's, and um, I, I don't know, the spirit of Halloween kind of makes me happy. And we talked about this on the last show, Chasing Prophecy, that you can be whoever you want to be, you know? You can dress up how you want to be. You can act like how you want to be. And you won't be judged. And it's true. You won't be judged. You can go to parties and act like a jerk. You can dress up in a sexy outfit. You can dress up as Dracula or whatever you want to dress up as. And just be different for one day. Ain't that pretty cool? Just being... Think about it, right? Just think about it. Just being different for one day out of the whole year. No holds barred, you know? Um, I, it, to me, it was fun. And when I was younger, I used to get dressed up. Um, my favorite costume, in fact, I won a couple um, Halloween costume parties on it. Um, it was like a half a moon. You know, I had a three-piece suit on, you know, and I had... Moon, it was a half a moon. It was huge. It was big. And I won, you know, I won some, some when I drank at the time. I was, I won some beers and won some whiskey, you know, so it was great. Uh, I had a lot of fun doing it back then, you know. And then all of a sudden got into the paranormal field. And for all you paranormal groups out there, you know, this is our busy time of the season. You know, so um, just just be careful out there. And and yes, and, and I, I do want to bring up, and, and I say this every year wherever I go. Um, people who are not part of the paranormal group, but they want to go out and do some ghost hunting, okay? Um, I highly recommend, highly recommend that if you go to a cemetery, that you get permission to go into do not hop the fence and not the gates because I will tell you, if you hop the gates, you're going to make really life you're going to make life really hard for us paranormal people who like to go out and do the cemeteries, especially on Halloween. Um, and and uh, it's crazy because going to a cemetery, as you all well know, okay, uh, is hallow ground, so. To me, if I wanted a safe place to be, not just on Halloween, but every day of the year, I, I would go and stay at a cemetery. Yeah. Or a graveyard. Now, it might sound is like, oh, boy, that's Sean. He's really, really losing it. <laughs> it's kind of late, and he's talking about staying in cemeteries. But you know what? Yeah, I would. In a heartbeat. In a heartbeat, I would. Because I do feel safe in there, you know. And then I can talk to the spirits that are hanging around in there. You know, I like to go to where my father's buried. Um, it's, it's a really nice place. And I honestly, sometimes I just, you know, put my chair in 
and I'll go sit by his grave and I'll just sit there and talk to him, you know. And um, no scary stuff. You know, there ain't no zombies coming out of the woods, nothing like that, you know. But it's like um, I sit there and I talk with him. You know, he died 32 years ago, 33 years, 1986, whatever that is. I can't really figure out how many years it's been. But he, he's been gone for a long time now. And going out there and sitting with him, you know, it, it just, like, just bring up old, old times that we had together, you know. I remember my dad, I was 24 years old when my father passed, okay. And so I was still young, just got out of the service, and... When he died, okay, I was like thrown to the wolves because I, I had no, um, uh, I didn't have a mentor, if, if you know what I mean. I didn't have a father because he was passed away. So I would go look for other people to be that mentor. Hi, Joseph. Welcome, buddy. Thank you for coming to the show. And, and so I would go searching for other people um, to, to be, you know, to fill his spot, to fill his shoes. And um, I didn't get into a lot of trouble, but um, I had to make decisions on my own at a very young age. And, you know, some of them decisions were good, some of them were bad. But now, knowing that when I go sit with my father at, at his gravesite, um, we do we do talk, we do communicate, you know, and it feels just it's just good, it just feels really good. And to be honest with everybody out there, I am so looking forward to know when it's my time to pass. Okay, that hopefully my dad will be there waiting in open arms for me. You know, that would be great. You know, and then we can sit down and well, we probably couldn't have no coffee because we'd be because we'd be spirits, you know, but you know, we could probably go to a restaurant or something and sit down next to the people who are who are there, you know, and um, you know, we can have a chat. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to the day that I get to see my father again, you know. Trust me, my mom, she's done a great job with me. You know, I put her through hell and back many times because I was young, dumb, and stupid at the time. But you know what? You know, I survived. You know, my mom, my mom's best, you know. I mean, she's old. She's 80, not old. She'd kill me if I said that. She's 83. She's Irish. And boy, she does have a temper. And I don't know about you guys out there, but I know that for me that even to this day, okay, now I'm 60, right, and my mom, all she has to do is give me the eye, you know, the old evil Irish eye, you know, they just look at you and it's like laser beams coming out of your eyes and like, oh, oh what did we do wrong, but it's kind of cute, but she just, um, She's a good woman, you know, she, she did a good job with me and my brother, you know, so what's really awesome lately is 
what isn't awesome is that she was in a car accident and she wasn't hurt, you know, you know, just banged up. The car was banged up pretty good. And she was told not to drive it until it got fixed. And so um, I usually, uh, I take her to, it's, I take her to our hair appointments. It's so cool. It's so cool. I drop her off at the hairstylist and, you know, and then I'll go have a cup of coffee and pick her up. But you know what? Spending that extra time with my mom, you know what I mean? It, 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 it means the world to me because you know why? Because I know there's going to be a come a time where she's not going to be here no more. Okay? I know that, you know? And I, I know that for me, that spending that time with her, you know, it's just bringing up some very good memories. I think it's like really, really cool that I actually take her to her hair, hair, hair style her, when she gets her hair washed and, and cut. I think it's really cool. And then I take her shopping, you know, and um, and she and it, it, it's just wonderful spending the time with her, you know. Um, and she's always looking out after us, you know, stuff like that. But you know what? I'm cherishing in it right now. I really am because that's my mom, you know. So what I was thinking about today, you know, the idea of a little bit of the topic that I want to bring up tonight, right, was every year I've heard for a long, 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 long time that the veil which separates our world, the spirit world, okay, gets thin, okay, and um, they say that um, it gives uh, something about your family's members that have been deceased, you know, come over into the veil, you know, so you can actually talk to your parents or any relatives like that. And so they say the veil thins. And, and it does. It, I, I guess it does. But my, my question to you guys is, is it just been at that time in the month of October up to November 2nd or 3rd? You know, being a, being a paranormal investigator, you know, and going investigating, you know, spirits and stuff like that, um, we do get a lot of evidence. We do get a lot of spirits. And I'm thinking, well, the veil's probably thinning out all over the place now. It's It's been thinning out. And I'll tell you why. Okay? Because when, and this is what, you know, I've come in my own study and my own research, but it just seems like when there's more negativity out there that, you know, the veil thins, you know. And and look at our world today, okay? You got, all, you got a war going on. You know, you got people hating each other. You got people, you know, you got pedophiles. You got people who are doing really, really bad things. There's a lot of negativity in a person that's releasing it on another person. So just imagine, just imagine what all the negativity that's going on in the world right now, 
of a band, okay? It's just sucking up the veil. It's just making it really thin. And it's allowing spirits to come in. It's allowing demons to come in or not very happy spirits. You know what I mean? See, to us, to me, the veil is supposed to protect us from all that, but it, it's just not working. So I part what do you all think about that? What do you what what do you think about the veil? Do you think it's just down for this time? Or is it going around all year round? You know? Who knows? But um I I think uh I, I'm I'm gonna look into that a little bit further. But all the investigations that I have done like through the years, you know, I personally think, and this is my own personal opinion. I really believe that the veil is then 365 days a year, you know. So, what to do about it? I mean, really, there's nothing we could do about it, you know. What would be really cool, here, here, here's my goal, and hopefully this will happen before. Um, this is what I wish. This is what I really, really wish, that there'd be one day, one day out of the whole year, where everybody takes care of everybody. It doesn't have a bad name for a person. There is no war. There is no fighting. No murders. No killings. No blasphemies. One day. One day. And wouldn't that be great if that could happen? I know, I know it's a dream for me, okay, for it to happen, but you know what, I, I I'm, I'm, don't know if it will ever happen, but if it does, one day where the whole world, the whole world is happy, now you can say, well, it's not supposed to happen. In order to have good, you got to have evil. But ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you, there's more freaking evil than there is good. You know? And it seems like the people who are good are getting pounded by the people who are evil. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying that you are evil or that people, you know, the whole world. People should, you know, at least balance it out because, you know, if you look at it, figure I figured it out, was 40% people are good and there's 60% that are bad. It would be really nice if the good would come up 10 and really good if the evil came down 10% and it would be 50-50. What would the world look like? What, how would the world be? I thought about that. No more wars. And I'm thinking, you know what? Oh, um, okay, I, that was a little noise on my uh, Facebook page. But think about it, right? If there were no more wars, that would be awesome. Yeah, but then again, if you look at it, right, nobody's fighting. And you know, you got people 
on one side fighting the other people and all of a sudden no more fighting. What the hell is going to happen? They're just going to sit on their butts. But they're not fighting. There might be a little bit of anger going on there. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, please. But I think it was World War II in Germany. Christmas Eve. The, they just stopped fighting. And the Germans were singing Christmas carols. And I guess it was the Americans were like, what the hell is going on here? But they didn't fight. They kind of called a truce, you know, for one night. But the very next morning, all hell broke loose. They were bombing and shelling and killing. But that one night, you know, and I, I want to say 1940s, I'm not sure. But there, there was six, seven hours of peace. A peace. So what do you do? What would you do? I would sit back and enjoy myself if I knew if I was fighting in war. I would just sit back and, and just relax and observe and, and get my head together and figure out why am I here? What are we fighting for? Blah, 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 the whole nine yards. Or maybe, you know, having a couple cookies, you know, that my mom would have sent me, you know, for Christmas or, you know, singing our own Christmas carols. But we were happy for six, seven hours. What if your worst enemy that you had would come up and, and just join you for a cup of coffee at a restaurant? And you sit down there and you chat. And you don't talk about, you don't talk about all the things we hate about each other. Is it possible that it would change the relationship? Who knows? But for that one day, okay, you throw it out the door. You know, it is suspicious. So. That's why I wish that one day that the whole world would have one day so there was no anger, there was no hurt, there was no nothing, you know. And maybe, just maybe, the veil that separates our world and spirit world, okay, will get stronger and protect us from the not-so-good spirits that are out there, you know. So I believe that the veil is suspended out three, you know, all year round. And that's why paranormal people, you know, paranormal groups, they're, they're kind of busy, you know what I mean? So back to Halloween, that, that's something I, you know, if anybody out there, you know, has their own, uh, way of thinking about the veil. You know what? You know, send me a message. Go to the Pittsburgh Paranormal Society Facebook page and send me a message. And I'd like to hear from it. And maybe we can get you on the show. Um, and we can talk about it. So, everybody out there, 
Now, back to Halloween. What was your, who was your favorite monster? I'll give you time to think about it, you know, and uh, I'll wait for the answers that come into the comments. But my favorite was the werewolves. Werewolves. And we talked about this on Chasing Prophecy tonight. You know, you, you see all the werewolf movies, uh, you know, the uh, vampire movies. My favorite movies are the ones, Montaigne, Bela Lugosi. You know, those were the best for horror films. They were the best scary movies for me, you know. You know, and that was what, I forget what John said, but 1930s or something like that. And it, the, the technology we have today and, and all the X-rated, you know, sexual kind of things with women and men and all that, you know, they make the vampire be some goddess or whatever. Um, but, um, Back then, it was it was it was okay. There was no blood and guts. It, they they were just good movies, you know. But to think about it, right? Frankenstein too, the old Frankenstein, and but it it set the um, it set the genre to go to where it is today. Um, Back in the 70s, they came out with the Halloween, you know, about a slasher. And after 20, after 20, you know, years, you know, he finally, you know, I guess he's going to die. I'm not sure. But the new uh, Halloween, final Halloween movie's coming out. But who knows? Maybe they'll come up with 20 more. But the old time uh, wearable. Frankenstein, Dracula, those are the good ones that that I kind of like enjoyed. Um, if you get up to now, I would have to say the underworld. You know, with Kate back and Slaw. You know, she's a vampire. She's kind of cute too, <laughs> extremely cute. But there's Kate, and then and, you know the vampires are fighting the lichens. The werewolves and stuff like that, you know. So it's like uh, I just watched the movie cover her. <laughs> Ain't no dummy. No, 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 no. So, what's everybody's favorite monster? What's everybody's favorite character? You know, um, I rem remember too that. They had the sign, the series, the Leprechaun movies series. Now, those are my one of my favorites too, you know. And uh, you see that little green man going on raising havoc, you know. And then you had Chucky, you know, and the Leprechaun and the minds that people have who actually write these movies and make these shows. It's, it's like, gosh. I'd just like to spend like a couple of days in their brain and see where it's at, you know. 
But those are my favorite monsters. Those are my favorite movies. You know. I would like to hear from who, who your favorites are. You know. Um, and, and if you're wondering about my costume here. You know. My costume is. <laughs> undercover Santa Claus. As you can tell with the beard. Right. I'm undercover Santa. You know, checking out who's naughty or nice. And I, right now, and I hope, I hope everybody can be nice for one day. So, now that we, you know, got a hold of, you know, expressing our monster likes and our movie likes of Halloween movies and stuff, what plans do you have for Halloween? Do you have any plans? Are you going to parties? You know, are you going to pass out candy for with your children? What What are you going to do? Well, as you all know, when I keep talking about it, I am retiring November 1st. And I get to spend it at the Carnegie Library over in Homestead with a bunch of paranormal investigators who kind of grew up with me. You know, who started investigating when I started up. And I'm looking forward to that. You know, I'm really looking forward to it. And so that's where I'm going to be on the 29th of October is at the Carnegie, you know, library over in Homestead, Pennsylvania. But and that's a very, very haunted library, too. You know, it's crazy. Haunted libraries. We have done a lot of investigations at different libraries through the years. And as you all know, Andrew Carnegie was part of Pittsburgh, you know. Um, and he built libraries. In fact, the one that we're going to in Homestead, he built that library for the steel mill workers that were down there. Um, but there's a lot, a lot of, a lot of unhappiness down there. They had the big fight down there between the union people and the Pickertons, you know, because the steel workers, they wanted to go on strike, you know, and there was a big fight and some people got, you know, got killed during that little uh, scuffle. But it's something about libraries that really intrigue me. They really do. Um, and could it be the books that are on the shelves, the old-time books? Like I've said many a times before, okay, that, um, you know, if you got antique stuff and spirits follow that antique stuff, antique you know, items like salt and pepper shakers and books and stuff like that, you know. Um, that's why I think that libraries are like really totally and brutally haunted, you know. I know the one Carnegie Library down in Connellsville, PA. What the deal with that was they actually built that over a cemetery. And what they did was they were supposedly um, 
dug up all the bodies and moved them down the, down the, you know, down the road there to rebury them. But I'm sure, you know, that was a lot of labor. So a lot of them just took their, the people who, who were buried there, took their headstones and just moved the headstones and kept the bodies there. And the one in Brownsville, I meant Connellsville, that library down there is very, very haunted. But you also got to remember, too, that Connellsville was also part of the railroad down there. And then there was a lot of fighting between Native Americans and settlers and between different tribes, you know. There's a lot of history here down, you know, in the Mont Valley, um, here in Pittsburgh, down um, from Elizabeth down to Denora Manesson. You know, that, that's, you have the Okanagan River and then you got the, uh, the other one, the Mon, Mon River. And a lot of stuff. That happened, a lot of killings, a lot of fights and stuff like that. And, you know, so those places like that, they're definitely, you know, pretty, pretty haunted. Um, so, that's it with Pittsburgh. That's why I like libraries. You know, it, it, I'm, I'm really looking forward to spend my last investigation with people that really enjoy what they like to do you know it's going to be great but what i want to do is i want to concentrate more into radio i want to i will be start writing a book in fact i've actually started done things i want to write about and this is a question i want to ask you guys out there too um this book i'm writing would you rather be bored and and if i talked about the technical stuff about you know, paranormal investigation, or would you like to hear the stories? I personally would like to hear the stories, you know. So I got stories. I got a lot of stories I want to write down. I mean, I don't want to make it a novel because eventually you'll get bored. And once I do the first one, then maybe I can do another book and another book and another book. And then and, and just see see where it goes. See where it goes. Um, I got some new gold prospecting equipment that I'm going to be using. You know, I want to go out west next year. You know, I want to go out to Idaho, Montana, South Dakota, California. I don't know about California. But out west where, you know, you can just drive down the road and see a stream and jump out and put a pan in the water and see if you get any gold you know and it's funny because just like ghost hunting panning is the same way you know here in pennsylvania we do have gold we have a lot of we have a lot of gold in pennsylvania but the problem with our gold here in pennsylvania is small i mean you need tweezers you know we call it fly poop <laughs> that's how small it is. it's called fly poop and so I mean there were times that I've gone to different streams and I would put a pan out and I didn't get nothing you know but I always seem to find one could be a flake could be a picker whatever but 
even if it's one fly poop, piece of fly poop, then I'm happy as hell, you know. It's the excitement because, you know, when you pan, you got your dirt and then you're swishing it back and forth, and, you know, and as you get back and you're spoiling it, and all of a sudden you see a little gold picking up, you know, it's like, yeah, I got me some gold. But I will tell you this, though, I'm never going to make money on it. No, but it is, um, it's like a hobby for me, you know. So instead of hunting ghosts or prospecting, I'll be prospecting gold, just like I would be prospecting spirits, if that sounds right, you know. Yeah, it does sound right. So that's, that's what I plan on doing. I'm looking forward to this Saturday to spend time with them. Does anybody have any Halloween stories that they like to share? You know? Yeah, feel free. Send me a message. You know, or if anybody else is out there in the comments, please, you know, say, say if you want. I'd like to hear your stories and, and check them out. And also, I'm also looking for people who would like to come on my show and, and talk about what they do, what their hobbies are. Do they believe in ghosts? Do they believe in UFOs? Do they believe in Bigfoot, aliens, cryptids, stuff? You know, you know. if you want to be on my show into the night, you are so more than welcome. And I'll be happy to have you, you know. And, and again, you know, you can always leave me a message at the Pittsburgh Paranormal Society Facebook page, you know. And then we can go from there. I would like to hear other people's stories, you know. I would like to hear what what makes them want to participate in prospecting ghosts. I like that better. Instead of hunting ghosts, it's called prospecting ghosts. You know, it makes it, because a lot of people have come up to me lately, and they said, when you mean hunting ghosts, are you hunting them? No, I'm not. You know, it's just I'm so used to saying that. They had to show ghost hunters. You know, and a lot of people took offense of me saying the word ghost hunting. And I'm like, ah, no, 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 nope. So I just thought about this. It'd be like ghost prospecting. <laughs> I like that. I'm going to be go ghost prospecting. You know, maybe someday when I'm out west or I'm on my travels, I got seven more years to go and I can retire and go traveling and maybe I can, you know, maybe take and find a place that is haunted and go investigate at night and then prospect in the morning at the same area. That would be like really, really cool, you know. Uh, my favorite place that I really enjoyed to go to there was a place down in Trimoy, Ohio. It's called Prospect Place. I mean, there's a big history about it. Um, I really don't want to get into the history behind it, but it's definitely haunted. I, I like uh, we've I've been down there about eight or nine times now, and it, it, and it's like we pick something up, 
all the time that we go there. You know, there's a ghost down there that kind of likes me. Her name's Constance, you know, so she's always happy to see me down there, you know. But I know it was really big during when the slaves, it was part of the Underground Railroad, you know. And um, the slaves would come in from the south and up through Ohio and up into Canada or up north. But they ran through this um, uh, place called Prospect Places, like Manson. And it's a, it's a pretty interesting layout. And I highly recommend everybody, I highly recommend Google it. Prospect Place, Trimley, Ohio. And, um, and just read the history behind it because it's really interesting. It really is. And if there are any other paranormal groups out there who are listening to my show tonight, uh, feel free, you know, to go there. You know, I do believe that they have investigations going on all the time down there. And it's reasonable. And I can guarantee it, you won't be disappointed if you go down there. I really, really enjoyed myself doing that. Going down there and just... Just having a lot of memories, you know. I think next week's show, I'm going to have, I'm talk about memories of my investigations. In fact, that's November 1st. That's the official day I retired. So I'm like, something to bring up. And that's another thing I want to ask everybody out there, too, if you're listening to my show. Um, you know, feel free to send me a message again at the Pittsburgh Paranormal Society Facebook page and send me a message and tell me what you would like to talk about. You know, what what different subjects would you like me to bring up? And if it's suitable, I definitely will do that. I will definitely... Uh, could be about anything almost, you know, but more more on the paranormal side, you know, and, and to me, I think that would be great because I really believe that there should be participation with everybody in the show, for my show. I believe in participation. And I would, I would like to hear your, your ideas. So if you're not busy one day, you know, just send me a message and uh, I'll see what we can do about it. Um, I don't want to talk about, you know, I don't really want to get into more of my memories of my investigations. Because I'm going to save that for next week, you know, but I'd like to hear your ideas. Okay, we got seven minutes left. I just want to say every to each and every one of you out there who listen to my show and listen to my show. Thank you. From the bottom of my heart. Seriously, I, I do thank you. Um, this is my third year doing it, and I'm really, really enjoying it. And um, I think I'm doing okay, you know. Just, um, I just want to thank you for, you know, listening. Because sometimes I really do talk a lot, you know. So I, 
it's funny. <laughs> Come Monday, right? When it's Monday, then I, I, I don't talk that much. And I really hardly ever talk on Tuesdays, Tuesday afternoons before before the shows. Because uh, it's because I talk a lot now, you know. So, <laughs> so at the start in the morning when I wake up, then I won't be talking as much because I, you know, talk so much right now. I know that was like going like every which way but loose and off the roads and stuff like that. Um, but yeah. I, I do talk a lot, but that's okay. I I just uh, want to wish everybody a happy Halloween. Go out and have fun. Enjoy the day. Be somebody that you can't be. You got that one night, that one day to be who you want to be. And enjoy it. Enjoy. Enjoy time. If you're, you know, uh, uh, married couples out there have a, you know, a bunch of little children, go have fun. You know, carve pumpkins. You know, get the candy ready. Get the candy ready. And it was a tradition at our house that we had pizza on Halloween night. Nothing else, it's just pizza. And that's been going on for a very, very long time. I'd have to say close to 50 years now. Every Halloween we got pizza. No matter where I'm at, if I'm out of state, if I'm in another country, I would have pizza. <laughs> And it's okay, you know, um, I enjoy it. One pizza with extra cheese and another pizza with extra pepperonis, that's what we get. And then after we pass out the candy, then what we'll do is sit back and we'll watch some old scary movies. That's my home, and, and that's the part I enjoy. It's been a long time since I've done that, you know, because usually I'm not doing a paranormal event of some sort, but this year I can enjoy it, you know. So my last question for everybody out there, what are you dressing up as Halloween for Halloween? What are you going to be? I'm an undercover Santa Claus. This is my outfit right here. <laughs> I'm an undercover Santa Claus. That's my outfit, right? But I want you all to have a safe one. I want you all to have enjoy, have a good one. Enjoy. Live life. And don't get angry at people. Don't. If you have not one nice thing to say to anybody, don't say anything at all. If, if you can give them a smile. Do you know a smile? You don't have to say anything. Just a smile. Really makes a person's day. Really does. It's great. So I try to smile a lot. It's kind of hard to see with this beard and this, this mustache that I got here. But 
people see it. Now it's getting close to the witching hour here. I got a couple minutes left. Okay. So, you know, parents, please go to your children, all right, and give them a hug and tell them that you love them. And when you say that, mean it. Definitely mean it. And children, go to your parents, give them a hug, and tell them that you love them. If your parents aren't around, go to an aunt. Go to somebody who you really care about and give them a hug and tell them that you love them. Because those three words, I love you, go a very, very, very long way. You know, real quick before I sign out here, when my son was born, I made a promise to God, I made a promise to Paul, and I made a promise to me that I would tell my son every day that I love him. And I do, and I did, and I still do. But what's really cool about it is when he became a teenager, um, in front of his friends, he would say, Daddy, I love you. I was like, whoa. I'd never say that to my folks when I was a teenager. There were a couple times that my son and I would be talking on the phone and we hang out. And he called me right back and I said, what's wrong? He said, you forgot to tell me that you love me, Dad. I'm like, oh, crap. I do love you, man. I do love you. And he would say the same thing. And he's 32 years old now. And every time we talk, every time we chat on the phone, he always, we always end, I love you. And on that note, everybody, have a happy Halloween. Be safe. Eat a lot of candy. A lot of Reese's Cups, but my favorite candy bar is the Three Musketeer. I'm just going to go with that. So, good night, and have fun. Happy hunting. Good night.